Hello and welcome to the uh, new episode. I think we're sixth episode right by now. Yeah, maybe six episode of the IMO podcast. Right before, right before I, I recorded this, I, I just saw a notification that uh, the show Rami, which was directed and written by Rami Youssef and starring Rami Youssef, and it has the great Mahershala Ali, uh, is now the officially the first ever Muslim sitcom to be nominated for an Emmy. Which is great, great to see that representation. But apparently, I, I, I sent that to my friend who saw Rami. She was like, um, boom. She was like, uh, yeah, but they didn't, you know, they didn't nominate any of the actress, any of the transgender actresses from <clears throat> Pose or Pose. I don't know. I, I don't know that show. I'll check it out. But it is just good to see that representation. Anyways, uh, let's go back to the usual. How you guys been? I uh, hope you guys have been doing well. I've been, you know, living life. <laughs> it's never, it's never what I think. I think happiness is a stupid thing to pursue, man. It's just uh, progress is the only thing that one should pursue in life, you know. I gave up on pursuing happiness a long time ago. But I'll never give up on progress. Um, yeah, I've been fine overall. I hope you guys have been doing well, man. I hope you guys live in great life with your loved ones and going out and, you know, just living like a free bird, you know? Um, me, what did I do today? Did you start this podcast with what did I do today? Not gonna lie, despite the fact that this is not in front of people, I still am nervous when recording these. I don't think it will ever be natural. It's a good thing to be nervous, you know, because it means, like, um, you want to do well. Nervousness is a great energy when performing, not going to lie, because usually when, I'm, when I do stand-up, it's the ones where I'm really nervous coming in that I always remember doing well in. Sorry. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think nervousness is good. If you're confident, then it's like you're either bored of what you're gonna say, or you know, when when it comes to stand up, you're either just tired of the material that you're gonna say, which is when you have to ditch it, or post it on Instagram or YT or you know Netflix special for pros and all that shit. If you're bored of it, then you know nervousness is always good. And if you're bored of it, obviously you just have to ditch it and just uh, go for a new creation and be uh, go on artist mode and create. Um, yeah, what did I do today? I woke up, had the usual breakfast sort of thing, um, and then uh, uh, was it called? I uh, booked a warranty for my uh, Switch. And I sent it off today to my uh, Nintendo Switch. I haven't touched it in ages. I don't know if I should set it, but I'm still waiting on, like, Metroid and Breath of the Wild 2 to come out. Despite the fucking shitty Nintendo Direct that came out, which I mentioned last week. Um, just uh, So the Joy-Cons are loose, so I'm just going to use my warranty to repair them in case I ever want to set it with a good... A good thing with a, with a price and all that shit. I could set it for pretty well. I could set it with the GameCube controllers and and Smash Brothers and and Mario Kart pretty well. I, I could get my money's worth uh, because uh, Nintendo doesn't really cheapen down in terms of value. Um, so yeah, that I booked a ear appointment at Specsavers for a micro suction. Both ears for 55 quid, which is a fucking bargain, if you want to ask me. Um, unfortunately, it's on the 18th. Tried to book a, a dentist appointment because my uh, one of my, uh, the bottom part, the front bottom part, one of the tooth in that area um, seems to be giving me pain every time, I, you know, I, I knock it with my teeth when talking. So I had to do that, but um, they told me, oh, you can't make a pet, yeah, I'll go in, and then it's on the same street, it's where I live, I'll go in and then go to the, go to the, go to the door, ring the bell, and he's like, sorry, but we may, uh, what's it called, appointments are now phone call only, unfortunately, you can't come in and book the appointment, and then I'm like, can I book it? right now through this door instead of calling 
and then she was like, no, we've got a separate team doing that. I'm sorry, you're going to have to call. And then it's like, fuck's sake, what kind of stupid shit is that? I know the computer's near you, and I know for a fact that um, you, like, I've booked appointments at your place before. The computer where you book is right in front of you, mate. <sighs> Fucking lazy people, honestly. Um, just this corona shit, honestly, fix sick. I'm eating a bag of roasted peanuts, get those healthy fats, boy. Mm. What have I been doing for the rest of the week? Didn't write, I'm just pretty much lazy, a form of just contemplating, just creating a form of, uh, a perfect form of self-destruction and self-hatred on myself. Um, what else? Sorry, I'm eat, talking while eating. Mm. <clears throat> I do have mental notes though But I didn't write because um, I wasn't on that mojo for some reason The creative muscle wasn't triggering Like I only wrote like Two notes on my note On my like mini notebook This week While well, I listened to the last episode So nothing much to write about but still, that's inexcusable. Um, this I give up on um, swallowing. This I know there's a change of subject, but I genuinely give up on swallowing. I don't think I know how to swallow food. I really don't, because every time I swallow food, it's like a massive lump going through my throat. It's highly possible that I don't know how to swallow food. Okay, I genuinely give up on knowing how to swallow food. I don't want to end up chewing my fucking the object in my mouth, the food, sorry, the object, I don't want to end up chewing the food for like 15 minutes fucking straight, iron, 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 and that's the healthy way to go about it, like, keep up, that's what white people do, and that's why, that's why white dinners are boring, <laughs> white dinners are boring because they actually care for their health and they ch- take their time to chew, and <sighs> Whereas Arabs, it's like, nom, 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 nom. yo, you said this about me, you said this. Whoa. Oh shit, what does cousin, what did cousin Fatma say, brother? Nom, 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 nom. Oh, she said, blah, blah, blah. she said that that, that, that uh, cousin Sarah's a cunt. Nom, nom, nom. Are you serious? Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're just fast paced when it comes to eating. I think that's just a family thing with me because my brother-in-law eats very slow. Like, oh my goodness, we finished the whole plate, and he's just. Hasn't started, finished. He hasn't even finished the rice yet. Like, what kind of, like, maybe, maybe I'm just raised to eat fast because of our crazy nature. Maybe, maybe I'm raised to eat fast because none of us actually like being around our parents that much. <laughs> nah, I love my mom and dad, but we understand the power of uh, of uh, keeping interest. And we know when there's no longer interest. We need to just bugger off. Um, and uh, we just grow through the normalities. We never have... Sorry, I ring the bell accidentally. <coughs> we never have like normal conversations at dinner. Yeah. I was just eating them. Just, oh, this is a delicious mom. And love the food. And, you know, just pay your respect. Or something like that. Um... So, what was I? Both an appointment, dentist appointment. Um, yeah, I gave up on chewing. I don't think I don't think I know how to chew. It's highly possible that I don't know how to chew. Considering, um, let me tell you the story that could be relatable. But once you listen to it, you'll be like, "Yeah, I understand this point. I just got a good point right there." Um, well, I was at a gym, and usually at the gym they give you like a free, uh, free personal trainer meeting. First of all, tip for everyone who's taking that free personal trainer meeting: make sure you tell him I want to do these, because most of the time they're trying to sell you your program. They're trying to sell you the program that they do. So you know, just make sure you tell him I want to do this. I want to learn how to do this. I want to know how to squat properly or bench press, and all that shit. So. While I'm I'm going for the appointment, he tells me to warm up on the treadmill, and he puts it on a pill mode, and and he tells me you're walking wrong. Can you believe it? 
This guy tells me you're walking wrong. The most basic human move. And he tells me I'm walking wrong. So it's highly possible that I don't know how to chew. Considering the fact that I only learned how to walk properly a year ago. Do you realize the violations of life that I have to deal with? A guy coming up and telling me, you're walking wrong. Like, the hell? He's like, you pin too much on your heel. And I'm like, wow. I am such a noob at life. I don't know how to walk. That was, that was, I think that's the biggest violation of my life. Because I'm like, you can call me a packy, even though I'm not. You can call me a terrorist and all that shit. Even I'm not Pakistani, you know, sorry. You can call me all that shit. But to say that I don't know how to walk is the biggest violation ever. And for me to understand the fact that I might not know how to swallow food is also um further form of, you know, self-deprecation that I have to deal with every now and then. Plus, who the fuck wants to chew that thing 15 times? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, that's just rich people with time. Like, honestly, everything combines in life. That's just, The ability to chew something for the long enough time for the time it requires is just rich people time. Like, I can't waste another 20 bites on this uh, salad. <laughs> oh. Yesterday, I... Um, Yesterday, I uh, what's it called? What what happened? I was on a train and uh, I didn't have my my phone was turned off, and I didn't have my AirPods on me, and um, uh, so basically I'm just stuck with my thoughts, <laughs> which is always great. So I'm just contemplating every single bad thing that happened to me in life, you know, like you know, abusive brother, and, uh, you know, the fact that. My dad formally introduced himself to me when I was 18 because he was just busy. That's a Sebastian Maniscalco joke, but it did happen to me. Um, you know, just all that stuff. And just reflecting on life and its problems and all that shit. And then I was like, um, well, where's, where's the path to resolution within all of this? And then I realized um, this is going to be pretty dark. I realized that it's forgiveness, but the actions that everyone in my life did were just are very much justifiable in a way, considering the nature in which they live, like uh, because of human nature and all that shit, you know, and the whole nature versus nurture argument, all those elements come into play, and um, so all those elements come into play, and. Um, I realize that the ultimate forgiveness, now forgive me if this messes you up, is to is to forgive the devil. Because he's the main architect behind all of this shit. Forgive the devil even though he didn't ask for forgiveness. I know what you were going to say. He never asked for your forgiveness, Yusuf, so why are you forgiving him? Well, I'm just telling you, yo devil, I forgive you. you know? That doesn't say I'm chill with the devil. It just says that despite all those problems that you caused in my life, I forgive you. Is that a crazy thing to say? I, listen, I like being in a balance between the craziest person on earth and the happiest person on earth. I like blurring the confusion with that. So I don't I don't care. I really don't care if this is something crazy to say. So I have that personal thought in the train and I feel so fucking happy and profound. And I'm just scared of that thought because I said I forgive the devil. You know, just profound thoughts. And then... um. I feel I feel like I let go of something, you know, and um, and it further sort of proves the idea of the existence of God in a way, because because um, God I don't know about Christianity, but in Islam, God created humans as a form that is superior to angels and demons. Like these are my people, and all angels has to bow down to him, except for Lucifer, who didn't. 
and there was a ceiling to that and he was thinking but I was like how are we the reason why we are superior because we can see both sides of the coin I think angels obviously hate demons and demons obviously hate angels but we're the in between of that and we have the ability to forgive even the devil maybe that's why we're we're God's chosen people like we're God's favorites in a way because our ability to 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 see the balance and be the in, the in between of everything maybe our ability to debate and formulate ideas and structures and add them to the to the sort of consciousness of humanity you know maybe not just like forgiving of devil like having like conservatives and liberals and and just those and in between them there's an answer same thing here we see the in between line and we're not afraid to dive into evil and we're not afraid to dive into good but overall we want to see risk it between both of them we know that obviously hell is bad and all that shit but I don't think an angel would ever say um I forgive the devil I don't think you know it's not like a saying worshiper, but honestly, I'm not. Um, and I don't think a, de- a demon would ever say, I forgive angels, you know? So maybe that's it. And the devil was, and, uh, you know, Lucifer's here to test our patience and to, to fill us up with hatred and bigotry. I think if we sort of look at every problem in our life and dissect it down to who we blame it on and what we blame it on whether it's you or others and then dissect it down to the nature and nurture of that human being and dissect it down to the causes and think about it and then say devil i forgive you this is so fucking bad like this i have to let this out okay devil i forgive you even though you didn't ask for it then that's an ultimate form of forgiveness because you're forgiving the root cause of evil making you above it in a way like making you able to handle it yeah that's the thought process that I had on the train and it was a very profound thought process um so uh, this is why I always like having music because it's just like uh, my brain can't handle I, I usually don't like analyzing shit like this because it just makes me further highlights the 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 uh, position of craziness that i'm in like oh this guy forgives the devil highlights the um sort of position that i'm in uh, and um the 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 craziness of my mind you know i don't i've always just suffered with relatability and i, I always try and be relatable to people but um i feel like i'll forever be an outsider yes that's some emo shit but i yeah, it's not nice to be an outsider all the time, so and to, to, to further have proof of the unique sort of mindset you have. Is it nice when you're trying to be relatable to people? <clears throat> but um you know, it's it's a it's a definite self hate because it's you know, uniqueness and all that. If I wasn't unique I wouldn't be able to have a sixth episode for this podcast. I wouldn't be able to maintain some level of interest for an hour or forty-five minutes plus, depending on what this episode is going to be. So I guess it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, just as being an alien and then gifting the non-aliens with what you've got. I guess. I guess. Um. So yeah, that's why I always I always have music on because it distracts me from my thoughts. I think Norm Macdonald had a but I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. It's not just me. And like, um, and like every human is like that. Because Norm Macdonald, the great comedian, had a joke where um, where he went to a psychologist and was like, um, "You're using work to distract." And the psychologist told him, "You're using work to distract yourself from your thoughts and and ideas." And uh, he tells the psychologist, "Isn't that what everybody does?" Like, you're the psychologist, you're doing it as well, you know. <laughs> and then he never saw the psychologist again, he stumped him. So I think a lot of people try and block out the, the, the sort of introspective element of themselves. Because it's scary, because you're a human, you, you can do evil and bad. And, 
and uh, I guess it's scary to be in sort of tremendous thought processes like that. It's, it's like a leap into the unknown in terms of, uh, oh shit, I can't believe I thought about that. I can't believe I forgave the devil even though he didn't ask for it. You know, that sort of thing. Like, it, it's a scary position for a human being to be in. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's my so I'm on the train. I think that and I'm walking out and it's like some like I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I wrote I wrote on my notebook, I forgive the devil. Um scared and happy, those combinations because it's such writing and because when I wrote I felt like I found it and such writing. It took me like five minutes to finally rack up the guts to write it down. And um and just scared and oh, but like it was something that lifted away from my chest in a way. Um so I hope I explained that pretty well. If not just message me on Insta at Yusuf one oh one. So that's USIF one zero one one hundred and one. Yusuf is around the same way in the podcast, obviously. Um so I have that thought, I reach Romford Station, now I'm walking back home and I'm just like contemplating the profound thought that I had and then I just have it in my head and just the fear and uh, all that shit. Then I go home and my in-laws are in now. I don't like, I, I was coming back from Brock, I don't, when I, well, I like, I don't know if this is a bad thing about me, but when I go back to work, I'd rather have an empty house and just the family members, you know. But I don't, I don't necessarily like having people there. And then, like, I'm working and they ordered pizza and like I like my in-laws, but it's just like I like emptiness as well. So um, uh, there's pizza. I'm sat down, and uh, my sister um comes and tells me, "Hey, can you go outside and?" sat down enjoying my meal and she's like she comes up to me and says hey can you can you go outside and come pick up this and I was like can you go tell my little brother Adam to do it and she's like no you go and I'm like no I don't want to I'm relaxing can't you see I had a long days of work and you know I just don't want don't want um don't I just don't want to do it. Just go ask my little brother. He can do it for you. It's like no, I don't want to. You can go. She was basically she was being lazy and she didn't want to go upstairs. So I go up. I leave my food. I'm enjoying my pizza, my garlic bread. I'm enjoying this, you know, this meal. Hanging out with my in laws, making them laugh, and making my mom and dad laugh. I lie, you know. And um, I go up and boop, boop, boop. I'm like one, like I'm. I think it's like a two mile. It's like a. Seven meter radius between me and my sister, between like if the my brother in law was the center of the circle, it was like a seven meter radius between me, my between him as the center of the circle and my sister and I. And uh, I call her the equivalent of a cunt in Arabic. Well, not really, I call her, I call her a piece of shit in Arabic. Uh, and uh, it was pretty audible for the for her future husband and my brother-in-law, and she got hurt. Um, I don't necessarily. Uh, that's when the devil got in, you know. But um, I don't. I thought about what I said, and I still think she deserves it. <laughs> And then I, she comes back. She's angry as fuck. I was like, oh, don't you call me that. I don't know what my future husband is now and all that shit. And then my Brad gets involved and he says, oh, this is just an asshole. You know, never ask for anything from him. That's it. Which I hated. I genuinely hated. Because he wasn't acknowledging the fact that I nagged at her, telling her, I don't want to do it. I've got work. Please just don't. I just came back from work. Sorry, I'm relaxing. I don't want to do it. I've said that to her like 10 times. And she still was adamant about me going, even though she could have easily asked my brother to go pick it up. Um, so I've, it pissed me off that my dad didn't understand it. And then um, she wins the argument, obviously, because she's daddy's little girl. And um, pissed me off. It 
genuinely pissed me off. I almost fucking cried. Um, and then I have a conversation with my dad. And he's like, he says, listen, you're both at fault. But if if you let the idea of you calling your sister a piece of shit in front of her husband, then her husband would freely be able to call her a piece of shit because he sees that even her own family don't respect her. Which is, is, is a good point of view. But also, it's very much counterproductive in a way, because you're not teaching the daughter to not be a fucking headache to people. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, as a father, you, you obviously would choose uh, my dad's opinion, because, you know, you don't want your sister to, you want your sister to be strong. Um, what's that word? Uh, what's that? There's that quote. From uh, the show Rami, where his uncle Nassim tells Rami, it's like we 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 for, for in terms of in Islam, we don't shield the women because we we want to enslave them. We shield the women because we understand the monstrosity of men. Um, so maybe it was that sort of situation we're both right in that sort of sense but i don't know i don't know growing up how, how i'm going to approach that but um yeah so i just let it go me and my sister never had a conversation afterwards and um yeah she 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 called me a brat and a mother's boy and all that shit Ugh, fuck it just because my, i'm the favorite <laughs> Doesn't he have to mention the fact that I'm a favorite to put you at a disadvantage? Mm-hmm. I'm a peanut round. Um, so yeah, that happened on um, Sunday. On Monday, I have a holiday, obviously. But on Sunday, I come back as well. And uh, my brother just looks at me, my little brother. Sorry, I know this is annoying. Let me just finish the food. Um, sorry. My little brother looks at me and uh, with the most exciting face. And I'm like, why? He's, he's just got like a really positive vibe. I don't know why. And then he gives me a high five and hugs me. Like, usually he misses me when it comes to work. Like, me and my little brother are tight as fuck. Um, but this time it was a specific energy. And I've forgot that um he was going to istanbul with my dad for a week and this is going to be the first time of him like traveling without the whole family so it's like oh god is that happy energy and um i was like yeah yeah considering um my last episode about you know my favorite memories of just being able to be in a position where i, I have utter trust in the person that's guiding me without knowing where we're going you know i me as a little kid and my father me as a little kid and my mother um, I was like, I was excited for him because he's going to Turkey, he's going to the unknown and he has to put all his trust in people that are older in him and love him. So I was very excited for him and I hope he experiences something similar to the memories that I've experienced. Um, so yeah, but when he left, it dawned on me, like me and him share a room and, uh, it dawned on me like, uh, not for long though. He's going to fuck off soon. Um, it dawned on me like, um, how, like, that's crazy. Like, this is, this is the first time I'm not sleeping next to my little brother ever since he was born. Well, obviously, I had a room in the baby room and all that shit, but this is the first time ever. We always shared a room together. And I cried, knowing that on Monday, it's just, it's like, I, I love my little brother. He's, he's probably the funniest person I know. Just because I'm experiencing the mind of a 13-year-old. But I think he'll still be the funniest person I know when he's my age. Because I'll be like, oh, I'll be like um, 20, 20, if he's um, 12 right now, I'll be like, uh, do the math. I'll be like 28 when he's 20. But he's the funniest person I know. I always tell him he's going to do comedy. And uh, two days before his travel, I managed to convince him. Um, and he tried to 
tell me, hey, can you come with us? Because, you know, it would be fun with of us together. And I'm like, bro, I, I don't have money. And my dad wasn't willing to pay for the ticket. Um, so, you know, he was a bit saddened by that. Uh, but it's like, at the same time, I'm like, you won't be sad that much. Um, so I uh, cried and then I called him and I was like, what up you piece of shit? How you been? I miss you. And he started crying as well. I was like, this is the first, I told him, this is the first day where you're not going to sleep next to me. This is like your first time ever. Or you're forced to not sleep next to me. And like, not in like in the same room, like near me. And he, he cried. And, um. Yeah, hopefully it was tears of sort of love and there was no annoyance in Istanbul. No, no. Um, I, 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 most likely it was tears of love and affection rather than annoyances. Um, but they go to they went through Stansted Airport because I think uh, that's the closest one, and I think um, I think uh, Heathrow is closed. I think I don't know. But Stansted, we went, they went through Stansted, and my dad tells me it's like ants over there. Like, it's like an ant colony moving. Like, there's bare people in the airport because everybody's trying to get back to their countries after the corona lockdown, and everybody's trying to go to a holiday after the corona lockdown, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so that was an interesting factoid. Um, worked on a weekend, work was all right, didn't have the annoying manager there, so it was pretty chill. Oh. And then um, Friday, I just played a lot of Insurgency Sandstorm, which is a game, a very, very tactical game where the time to kill is pretty quick. And it's like if you had played Rainbow Six Siege, but there's respawns, and it's it's like Rainbow Six Siege mixed with Call of Duty, but much more tactical. Um, so this is a game like that, um, played that a lot, and Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which was a fucking beautiful game, sad that it's a, a Microsoft exclusive, because, uh, I can only play on PC, I can't play on Switch, and it's a Metroidvania, I'd rather have a Metroidvania on Switch rather than on PC, because it feels more like a portable thing, you know, like Hollow Knight is fucking great on the Switch, Cuphead, and, although not a Metroidvania, but it's very fitting for a Switch, um, so yeah, that was that was my Friday. I didn't write at all. I, I I didn't even write today. I don't know why. I, I I hate myself for not putting in the effort. But um, when uni starts, I'm gonna have to be like on full efficiency, like working at least eleven hours at least a day, full on efficiency, just gigging and and writing and studying because that's the only way I'll be able to achieve a form of acceptable result. Within both elements, um, and obviously podcasting gyms are open now. Open since Saturday. I'm be I'll be going gym tomorrow. Fuck yeah! I've already ordered my uh, my vitamins. I've already restocked on my vitamins and uh, fish oils, um, some D threes and vitamin C, vitamin and vitamin. What's the matter? Where you know vitamin, vitamin, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Fuck yes. If you call a potato a potato, um, you should uh, get a knife and uh, kill yourself. Very much. Like, you'd make the world a better place. And while you're killing yourself, um, please yell out loud, it's potato, not potato. And then just stab yourself. Can you even, is it physically possible to stab yourself? Like, I don't, I think just the pain receptors will be too much. Uh, that's why a lot of people hang themselves. So this is getting deep. I guess hanging is the best way. But then again, hanging, hanging is not that good. Because if you hang yourself, why am I talking about this? Because if you hang yourself, the, the, the purpose of a hanging is to break the person's spine and eventually kill him in an instant way. But when you hang yourself uh, uh, DIY style, <laughs> so to speak, um, you just end up slowly choking yourself, which is not a comfortable death. Um, but in terms of how to, the proper way of hanging is like just an immediate, it's like the most instant death. 
second most instant one considering uh, gunpoint. Electric chair is pretty bad. I would not choose electric chair. Electric chair and drowning are actually electric chair might be quick. I don't know. Maybe. But gunshot and hanging. I'd prefer hanging because then they can do a funeral for me, a proper one without a fucking bruise on the head. Um oh interesting story that is pretty fucking twisted about um death sentences. Um, we're already on a dark turn, so just, you know, just, 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 just deal with this, if you're still listening. Um, uh, interesting story, there was this guy who was convicted of killing, uh, six people, and he was given the death sentence, and, uh, the, you have a choice of what the death sentence is, and he said, I want six people to aim a gun at me and shoot me simultaneously so they set it up for him as a request and people are are there aiming at him six people and everybody was reluctant to shoot and uh, he yells just do it and two months later the nike just do it ad debuts like it was the debut for the nike just do it ad which is interesting. It might have been an inspiration, but obviously Nike wouldn't want to mention the fact that such a thing was an inspo for them. Um, oh, also, I've been watching a lot of uh, Stephen Wright recently. I uh, fucking hilarious guy, Stephen Wright. I've never listened to Stephen Wright before. The, the only time I, I, I uh, I've, you know, sort of knew Stephen Wright was from this Norm Macdonald bit where he says. Uh, when the, the sort of if you do stoner humor and you, you you have you sound like a stoner then it works if you do intelligent humor and you look intelligent then it works and Stephen Wright is, is is the perfect rule for that because he looks intelligent and he's saying intelligent jokes he looks stoner he's more of a stoner humor I don't know I don't know what to categorize Stephen Wright I really don't know but he's pretty good and the only joke, this is this type of humor, it's like nonsensical, it's a bit like Mitch Hedberg, if you've never <clears throat> gone into Mitch Hedberg, he's a, very, like Stephen Wright and Mitch Hedberg are very much comedians, comedians, because um, that and Anthony Jeselnik, those three are like a comedian's comedian. Uh, um, no disregard to giants like Dave Chappelle and all that shit, they're all great in their art form, but there's a difference between like a rapper's rapper would be... Um, uh, would be like a common or a Talib Kweli or or a Black Thought from the Roots, that sort of thing. But they're not a Jay Z or or a, or an Eminem sort of level, even though they're respected by their peers in a way. So they're they're like a rapper's rapper. Uh, so a comedian's comedian would be would have that list. Anthony Jeselnik is pretty big and he's pretty successful. He's more he's like more successful than. Stephen Ryan, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch, obviously, he's more successful than Mitch Hedberg because Mitch Hedberg is dead. Stephen Wright is still alive, alive and kicking. It's great to see that. But uh, the joke that I, I knew from him was um, was something uh, on the lines of, "Oh, I got some powdered, I got some powdered water. I don't, and I don't know what to add to it." And so, if you get that joke, I don't know, okay. Give Stephen Wright a chance. He'll, and then I watched this clip on Just for Laughs, the Just for Laughs festival in Canada, which used to be a pretty big thing. Um, and uh, what's it called? So he said, so he's going on a monologue and he said, then I tried to hang myself with a bungee cord. Kept almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a bad joke from Stephen Wright. Well, that's a funny joke, but here's a joke that could be relatable. And he's like, M my grandmother came up to me and she was like, hey, come here. And I'm like, come here, what do you mean? Well, you know, you, you're there, come here. All right, so I came to her and um, she hands me $10. And she tells me, here, take this and don't tell your mom. And I was like, grandmother, it's going to cost you more, more it's going to cost you much more than that to keep a secret. <laughs> So it's that sort of humor. I, I, I bitched the joke because of 
the more 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 bit. Sorry. Peanut round. I'm still haven't had dinner, so I'm guessing this is my dinner. Healthy fats. They're good. It's good to have fats in the morning, but not right now. Now it's like uh, where's it? The twenty seventh, twenty eighth of the seventh, twenty twenty. We're recording on a Tuesday. Sorry to not mention the date. And it's nine eighteen. So that's not good. I haven't had dinner, but it's good to always have fats because your brain is a sort of. Uh, it's a fat. It's just your brain is fat. It, it, that functions in a complex and beautiful way but it, in terms of its in terms of if you want a piece of brain you're just eating fat um a healthy form of fat because people eat goat brain apparently um uh and my my brother my father loves goat brains in iraq we have this thing where we Boil the head of a goat, and then, and then eat it, and like break the bones and eat the inside and the juices and the crevices. I've never, I've ate it once. Um, it was good. It the reason why I didn't fully enjoy it is because I didn't know how to eat it. Like I was, I didn't know that breaking skulls was part of eating, so I did not break the skull. <laughs> <laughs> And I see the the sheikh who invited us was, was breaking the skull and scrubbing the bones out. I'm like, man, I'm only seven. <laughs> I, this is disgusting. <laughs> but apparently it's really delicious. I would try it again if I ever, I ever get a chance to go to Iraq. It's very hard to cook, though. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, which is why like we literally got invited because it was an event. For the sheikh. Um, so yeah, remember eating goat brains. Uh, what did what, what that lead to? Oh yeah, just the idea of a brains being a piece of fat. <laughs> um, what else was I going to talk about? Um, oh yeah, I've been reading. I've been reading this book. I lost my Bob Dylan book, but I found it just the other day. It was in the bookcase underneath uh, downstairs, but it wasn't before. I don't know why it's there. How it ended up there, I didn't even ask how they found it. <coughs> and um, so I found it. But before that, I was reading reading The Fire Next Time by uh, James Baldwin. It, it's a 64-page thing, and I still haven't managed to finish it. I only started reading on Sunday, and, and you know I'm lazy when it comes to reading books. But I'm really sort of discipline. I'm lazy when there's a lot of video games I want to play, okay? Uh, but if, the, if it's like, I don't have any video games I want to play, so I'm going to read a book. Books are enjoyable. The Two Essays of James Baldwin. And it's a pretty good book. Uh, apparently, within that book, I haven't reached the part yet, but he just says that white supremacists need sympathy because be, to be defined by your own identity is worse than... It's much worse than the treatment that they give to black people. That sort of thing. That That's what he argues. I haven't finished the book fully. I'll probably uh, discuss it next episode. Um, so that happened. Uh, Switch went to warranty. Gyms are going back. I'm going to start meal prepping soon. had my last uh, Harrods lunchbox. Oh, I love that shit. If you ever go to Harrods, go to the food hall. And order uh, the rotisserie lunchbox. You have a choice of which I don't eat. A honey ham, uh, pork. Uh, no, not pork. Yeah, but a choice of a honey ham, beef and rotisserie chicken and bar milk chicken. I usually order between the lines of bar milk chicken and rotisserie chicken and the beef. I love the beef. Oh, God, it's like, uh, it's like rotisserie beef. <laughs> Fun fact about rotisseries. Um... So yeah, you order the lunchbox. Sorry, I'll go. I'll go to the fun fact again. You order the lunchbox, and you get a choice between a meat, uh, sort of uh, a hot side and a cold side. This side, uh, so for the cold side, I usually order a Greek salad because I like the feta cheese and the cherry tomatoes. And for the hot side, I order like truffle mac and cheese, which isn't superior to mac and cheese. It's just a different flavor, but it's good. Um. You know, that whole Wolfgang Park argument that I had. 
um, the other the, the last episodes, this sort of thing. There's no superior food; it's just different flavor. But uh, to be honest, like we all have our favorite pizza restaurants, <laughs> so I don't know if that if that sort of thing uh, coexists, if that sort of theory exists. But in many cases, if it's cooked by the same person, if the pizza, if you got like Neapolitan pizza, New York style pizza, and uh, and uh, an Italian pizza. And they're all cooked by the same person. Then you can say it's just different flavors. So I'm guessing. Uh-huh. So that's my point. Um, so rotisseries were actually created. Now this is a fact that came from one of my favorite graphic novels, which also based the colorway for the podcast logo, uh, the Snagglepuss Chronicles, which is a graphic novel that basically makes the pink panther character snagglepuss a sort in a paints him in a much more mature sort of way like he's a gay uh, tennessee williams sort of playwright within the cold war era so you know people accuse him of being communist and people kick him out and all that shit it's a and like obviously being gay was illegal during the Cold War times. It's a great graphic novel. It's written by a writer. Uh, I actually have, uh, what's it called? Mark, Mark Russell. I think I mentioned this before in the podcast. Um, he, he written by a writer named Mark Russell, who uh, made the, the, if I mentioned this before, because I've, I know I've mentioned it to my mates a lot, so I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast before, but, but if I do, I'm sorry, as usual, who uh, did the same sort of treatment he gave to the Pink Panther to, um, to the Flintstones, and uh, one of the um, I haven't read the Flintstones one, but one of the elements of the Flintstones is that he made the, the Gabba Dabba Doo a war cry for people suffering from PS, PTSD during like the, the caveman wars, which obviously happened because of fucking tribalism and civilization wars and all those things. Cynical views. Um, uh, so yeah, so the colorway very much uh, the the colorway of. Of Pink Panther, it very much based the logo for my podcast and sort of golden sort of tint was based on the coat that was on the first page of that graphic novel. It's a great graphic novel. I highly recommend it. Um, Watchmen and Mouse, uh, Prosopolis. I haven't read Prosopolis yet. Mouse. I, I love all those. Mouse, I lent it to a friend and I still need to collect it from him. Uh, Watchmen, Mouse, and then the Batman ones, The Dark Knight Returns, which is a great one, which is the original Batman vs. Superman thing, and, and Batman Year One, which is the origin story of Batman, sort of thing, but both written by Frank Miller. I need to get back to graphic novels. They're a great medium. V for Vendetta, oh, that's a beautiful one. Alan Moore knows how to write his graphic novels. Um, I know a guy who met him who was working at Forbidden Planet, the original branch, before it became this big thing. Uh, no, no. Was he working at Forbidden Planet? Oh, no, he met him at Forbidden Planet, and Alan Moore was working at Forbidden Planet before Forbidden Planet became this whole uh, sort of fiefdom of, of graphic novel and comic book goodness. Um, so, yeah. He, he was, apparently, he said he was a chill guy. Um... So back to Snagglepuss thing within that because it was in the Cold War era we have a sort of moment where uh, uh, what's it called where where the the US president at the time I think it was Nixon meets uh, Gorbachev Mikhail Gorbachev um, or, or Gorbachev is talking is like you see we now have we have created the rotisserie the the Americans have their fried chicken we have the rotisserie. Um, which basically says that the Cold War wasn't just a space war, uh, a space race, uh, an arms race, and a, a peace race. Was it a peace race? What was the other one? And an economic race, sorry. It was also a food race. <laughs> Which is a fun fact. Like, it's a fun thought. It's just like, it's like, oh, the Cold War created the rotisserie. Yeah, Russians created the rotisserie under Mikhail Gorbachev. Fun video. Um, go to uh, Nardwar, the interviewer, and go check out his interview with Gorbachev. And he, he yells out, keep on rocking in the free world <laughs> to Mikhail Gorbachev when he was in the US. Uh, if you don't know the history, USSR, communists, Russia, and all that shit, there's not such thing as freedom. Um, that's, which is why the Berlin Wall fell down and all that shit. Um, yeah. So... 
what else do I have to talk about? How, how long have we been recording for? I believe it's 49. Meh, we're gonna be, we're gonna reach 50. I guess, I guess this is the episode for the week. Sorry, I don't think it was that interesting, but I always try my best. You know, a, it's a weekly thing, it's a weekly diary, so it's mainly dependent on on what, what I uh, what I sort of say. Uh, oh, uh, I've been I've been trying to I've been listening to a lot of Beatles songs, and I had a Beatles argument with someone regarding um, the No Pakistani song, which came and basically people. Oh, we're saying, oh, cancel the Beatles, and I'm like, no, don't cancel the Beatles. That song's context is is specific. It was, uh, it came out after. It's a mockery on Prime Minister Enoch Powell, who, as mm, I don't know if you guys know, because you have to be either a politics citizen or you have to be of the age to know Enoch Powell. Or your parents saw them, but basically, he made this speech called "The Rivers of Blood," which is like a proper anti-immigration sort of thing. And uh, No Pakistanis was like a, a parody of uh, Get Back to Where You Once Belonged by the Beatles from the Abbey Road. And it was basically just taking the piss out of the uh, out of xenophobes. <coughs> Sorry. It's not crying. I just got peanuts stuck in my throat. <coughs> so I had that argument. But the problem is racists are using that song. So I guess, I don't know. Um... I don't know. <coughs> so I guess maybe it was better for the song to not exist. But you can't cancel the Beatles because you need to know their intention beforehand. Um, yeah, I guess that was a highlight uh, their week. Uh, go check out Rami if you're a male Arab. Because it's specifically targeted to you since it's written by now. But it does explore the female perspective quite well. For a male-driven show, um, if you're a male Arab living in Western society, go check out Rami on Hulu. Uh, is Hulu a US thing? I don't think. If is Hulu just a US thing? You know, like um, Pandora. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, so I don't know. I bootlegged it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So. Yeah, I guess this is episode six. Sorry if it wasn't that interesting. I don't know. I hope it was interesting. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Like, we're on... Uh, last time I checked, we're on 83 downloads, which is fucking crazy. 83 downloads within the first month of podcasting is fucking lit. I love everyone who downloaded this, even though it's like 10 episodes. I just appreciate the fact that people are actually enjoying this going forward. And, you know, it's just a fascinating blessing. And I love you all. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. You know, that devilish shit. <laughs> hope you all realize why you should forgive the devil. Hail Satan. Uh, hail Hydra. Hail Hitler. Bye, guys. And uh, that's the sixth episode done. Bye-bye.